are listening to Working Music, the podcast that talks about the music industry in Australia and across the world. This is episode number five. Enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome back again to another episode of Working Music. Yes, I know I've been gone for such a long time. It's uh, I can't even remember when the last podcast was that I did. It's a couple of months ago now of the whole COVID thing, it's really thrown a lot of things in the works and a few other things that happened, which I'll tell you about soon. But first of all, I would like to welcome along to join me in the podcast, my very good friend, drummer extraordinaire, Chubby Horvath. Hello, Chubby. Hello, everybody. Um, how how's everyone you? out there? <laughs> well... I'm sure if they could answer, they'd, they'd all be saying, fine, we're finally glad that this podcast is back. Exactly, exactly. I've, uh, I've heard that it's very exciting, so let's, let's keep making it exciting. We, we can try and make it exciting. That's exactly right. So tell us, tell us a bit about you, Chubby, for the, for the listeners out there. Who, who are you and what do you do? Well, um, I play the drums. I play the drums in a Queen tribute show called Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, which is fronted by Thomas Crane. And um, we've been out working. I've been working with him probably about five years now. And um, that's basically what I have been doing because I'm a huge Queen fan. And um, Well, who isn't? <laughs> especially these days. Absolutely. Um, and uh, it, like I, I did play in, in other tribute shows. I played in a Pink show, uh, John Farnham, Joe Cocker, um, and did the um, various covers gigs. So I've been playing since I was about 18, so probably about two or three years now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Yeah, I do wish. I really wish. Um, yeah, so um, what am I? I don't even know where I'm, 50 or something. So, yeah, a few years of, of drumming. Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped counting at 40. Maybe I should have done the same. <laughs> <laughs> just, they're just numbers. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and to be honest with you, yeah, all musicians, what, what I see is, is um, music just keeps us young. It's um, yeah, on I the agree. outside and the inside. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, well, there hasn't been a lot of music going on lately because of this crappy COVID-19. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, uh, it makes me uh, sad, angry. Um, I miss the stage. Uh, I live for it. Uh, it. It was just absolutely beautiful. You know, every I knew every Friday I'll be hopping on a plane and flying somewhere and um, entertain a whole heap of people and um, it's um, it's in our blood and we we just we've been just stopped now and uh, sitting at home you know and and doing various things so um, I do miss it very much and 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 a lot of lot of emotions it's it's kind of like a roller coaster ride with, yep. all, with all the emotions you know um, small successes you know um, we, we've been working uh, with some of the boys from the Queen show uh, on, on a, um, a new show, which, um, which is under wraps at the moment. Um, top secret, top secret. <laughs> and, um, if we tell you, we'll have to kill you. <laughs> 
So so it's good because finally we we kind of playing. Um, yeah. The, the only thing is, I'm actually won't be I won't be playing drums in this one. So um, okay. Yeah, there there was I've seen someone put on on Facebook to um, to all the musicians out there. Please make sure that you check on your drummers because if, <laughs> if 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 you don't and you don't ask them, they get bored and they'll pick up a guitar or a mic and start singing. And, and then we're all in trouble. Yeah, before you know it, they'll come out going, "Oh, I can play the guitar or I can sing." Well, that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh look, you know, I mean, it, it's okay for drummers to be delusional now and then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. And there's lots uh, of love going back towards you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say uh, I, I uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, got together with the band uh, that I play in, which is a Credence show, and first time we've actually played together since New Year's Eve. It's been damn quiet, and it was. More, more to me, it was uh, just fun to get together, have lunch together, talk and catch up and see each other. Uh, you know, um, jumping on the instruments and, and bashing out a few songs was great, but uh, the camaraderie, I, I kind of miss that. that. There's, you know, when you go away, it's like you're going away with your mates and you're just having a good time and you get to play some music to some people and, uh, you know, catch up and all that sort of stuff. So I, I definitely do miss that side of it. Um, and you know it's it's been very different. It's really really changed the world of a lot of people. Um, what have I been doing since March? Literally, March the eleventh is the last time I worked. Hmm. Um, since then, I've sold all my PA gear um, that was just sitting there gathering dust, doing nothing. Um, so I sold all that and decided that I'm just going to focus on the companies that I work for uh, freelance. Uh, meanwhile, I've been recording. I've, I've gotten back into recording in a huge way. I think I've released, I'm going to say, nine or ten songs this year, and I've got another one ready to go this week. Uh, I've really been enjoying that process. Um, that's something we'll cover on uh, some later episodes uh, recording because I know you too, uh, Chubby, you do a lot of recording yourself, don't you? Yes, um, I used to. Uh, well, the place where I live now, uh, I've been here about seven months or eight months, and um, yeah, the gear just stayed in the boxes. I, <laughs> I, I don't. It's it, it was just pretty much you know we've been busy with uh, with the band um, playing a lot last year, and then when you know March came, um, everything was just really depressing and all that, and and just yeah, I had I had no inspiration. Nothing really, and um, so about four weeks ago, four to six weeks ago, I started putting the studio together, and um, haven't touched it since. I, <laughs> I haven't been able to finish it. It's just uh, I'm I'm just really sitting in the uh, in my lounge and and pick up that acoustic guitar or or the, or the strap and just going through the songs that uh, that I've 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 learned for this for this new show and I've been practicing all that. Um, written probably about five or six songs, but uh, and I'm hoping that I'm not going to forget them because uh, I just uh, yeah I'm I'm stupid I just I just play them and then and then after that you know I I don't actually record it or don't make a demo of it or nothing and uh, 
there is a chance that I can I can sort of lose them. But yeah, I I, I have not recorded for quite a while now, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, well, I hadn't bef- until this crisis came upon us. I hadn't done quite a lot myself for quite some time, um, and I I had a lot that I wanted to do but just hadn't sort of done it. And uh, January this year, I wrote a song and loved it and put it out straight away. And then uh, uh, probably a month or so later, I did another one. And then this whole thing came upon us and uh, I've been popping them out uh, at least once a month. Um, And in the last week or so, I've been popping out a a couple of bit faster, mainly because I'm I'm finally completing songs that, that I've written, you know, ten years ago, um, and I've pulled them back out and uh, revamped them and and changed some stuff and have been really happy with the result and gone, that's it, it's finally done. Yeah. Because you know you can, you can get those songs that you you write and and you 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 half record it and you're listening to it, and you're going, there's just something's just not mm. just it's not grabbing me. So you just shove it on the shelf and and you walk away, and and I've found that I've come back to a few songs that I've done that with, um, and just with fresh ears, fresh approach, um, new ideas, yep. and you know just new stuff comes out, and I and it finally hits me. I go, wow, that's that sounds even better than I wanted it to. Um, I've also had the the privilege of, um, I'm lucky enough that I've scored a not scored, but I have a keyboard here that's on loan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually here on hiatus because it belongs to Herman's Hermits. Oh, great. And uh, so after the last tour, I brought the keyboard and a guitar home with me so that I didn't have to cart them back to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, in preparation for this year's tour, which now hasn't happened. But um, anyway, I decided I got it out and I've set it all up and have been... Um, I guess up, upgrading my keyboarding skills, like I was very, very basic, still very basic, but but the fact that I've just got it here beside me and I, and I've learned to play along with a lot of stuff and stuff, things like that, and and I've developed my keyboard skills uh, a lot better, and it's it's helped me develop new ideas in my songwriting, which I've really enjoyed. Mm. It's it's interesting how you say that because. And that's just, it's really good. It's, it's, it's very positive that, uh, you know, there are people out there who, um, through all this, you're locked in, you can't really do nothing, um, and then you just learn something new. And you learn it by yourself or, you know, have a look at some YouTube clips and, and, and learn from there, take some tutorials from there. And... Um, and it's really exciting to to hear that. I, I, I hope that there is a lot of uh, musicians or or singers, um, you know, who are or, or, or drummers. Um, you know that I said musicians and then drummers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> got got that. Um, yeah, that um, I hope there's a lot of them out there who who, who do that. Just sw- switch over to another instrument and um, and experiment. It's it's so cool. So cool. Well, and and there's never been a better time. Like it's not. It's like we all have this time that we would normally be gigging and stuff to do something with, and to to focus it still on your on your chosen um, passion, um, and, and develop it further. 
and yeah. find out what else is out there. You've got the time to do it. Why not? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so it's it's a good thing. I mean, so so I mean, from your perspective, you've lost all your all your gigs. You've not no no gigs anymore. So that that's also a substantial part of your income. Yeah, uh, is now gone. Uh, for myself. I, I wasn't uh, playing live as much as you were, but I was doing a lot of live audio as a, as an audio engineer. Yeah. Um, lost all that. That that was the bulk of my income. Um, it's all gone. Um, it's it's really it's had such an impact, and not just on you know musicians, but all the people surround like anybody in the music industry is all but st- stood still. Yeah. You know, because it's it's a, a flow-on effect. Everybody who gained work from the music industry in some form is all out of work. Uh, the convention center um, where I work, you know, there's no nobody's having trade shows and or you know, yeah. uh, AGMs or anything like that. And so all that stopped. Um, you know, there's quite I don't know how many people are employed at. Uh, the convention center, but you know, everybody from audio technicians, lighting, um, a, AV riggers, um, uh, bloody cooks, um, yeah, there's, there's know, a lot whatever. Of people, yeah. It's like just so, so many people it has affected and, and it's, it, it happens so quickly, you know, it's just like with, within two or three days, all my work was gone. Yeah. Just gone. Um, it's like if if there was a uh, certain um, uh, power out there that just um, flicked a switch and the whole world just stopped. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I I would love to hear from other people out there and hear how it's affected you. Um, you know what? what uh, in yeah, what send way us an email and. And tell us some stories that we might be able to actually read as well. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be good, and not just for for musicians. You know, if you, you um, if you know people that have been affected by this, that you know, are remotely connected to the music industry, but it's it's had that flow on effect. Um, I love to hear about that too. Um, I'll just let you know right now our email address because um, I have changed it. And uh, so the email address, if you want to send us an email and ask anything, tell us anything, um, something that we could share, um, whatever on the next or upcoming episodes, send us an email at workingmusic at jerichoproductions.com.au. Workingmusic at jerichoproductions.com.au. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from anybody and everybody. Tell us tell us your experiences. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's definitely it's a big topic. It's it's going to be something that's that's going to be affecting us for quite a while yet. I mean, even now, I was talking to a another sound guy um, earlier this afternoon, and he's talking about you know in the last couple of weeks, some venues have started trading and so forth, and and you know he's starting to get a little bit of work coming back. Yeah. He said, but he said the hard part is, is is you're there, you're doing your job, and it's great that, to have this work, but then you've got to you've you've got to police people and tell them, sorry, you're having too much of a good time. You can't get up and dance. Can you please go and sit down? Yeah, I heard about that. It's it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, people go out because they want to let their hair down. They're, you know, they want to have a good time. That's that's why they're going out. And to to go out and they've got to sit there and watch live music, that's a really hard thing to do. 
for a lot of people. Yeah, um, and they get uh, venues actually get fined as well, don't they? If that's uh, right, someone happens to walk in and check on them. Absolutely, and I mean personally, you know, if I go and watch live music, I love to sit there and watch because I'm watching every single musician, I'm listening intensely. Yeah. But the majority of people who go to the venues um, that we play and that sort of stuff are out to have a good time. They want to dance, they want to socialise, and uh, so that's that's a very hard thing to come to terms with. And uh, you know, I don't really want to. Uh, fall into the trap of calling that the new normal because oh, I don't, don't want that. I don't want don't. that to be normal. Do yeah. not want that to become normal. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's. To be honest with you, I actually really don't like it. I've, I, I heard it so many times now. Um, there was uh, oh, who was it? Um, there was a, a Kylie Minogue tribute artist, um, and she's on radio as well, and uh, on. On one of her Facebook posts, she she called it the new normal, and I said, "No, no, please don't, please don't. No, let's not accept this." No, exactly. Let's not accept it. I mean, okay, accept the situation. We're in this situation. We oh, understand yeah, we got, that. We got to ride and it we've, through. We've got to ride through it. But let's not accept that. Oh, okay, we're just going to be like this forever now because we, you know, that's we lose so much in doing that. We still got to stay focused on the end goal that we can get back to what we had um no nobody wants this to be the new normal nobody no no it's 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 dangerous you know even, even on like uh, on a lot of levels but but um you know there's a lot of people who get affected by it mentally and um you know um they might even kill themselves my son had two friends within a week um two of them killed themselves what was the yep. reason? I don't know, um, but it's just it's really really sad, and 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 this situation is not helping it. Um, I I had I had some arguments on Facebook with some people, and 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 then I I kind of you know they called me names etc. And then I just went okay well, you don't know me, but I'll, I'll explain something to you. Um, I grew up in uh, in Hungary, and um, Hungary was a communist country when I was a kid there i was 16 when i came to australia so to me staying at home staying locked in um not being able to turn your music up especially if you listen to anything that's western because your neighbor might dub you in um to me that was normal um so what's happening here that i have to you know we have to sort of self-isolate or stay inside and all that i i, I can do it uh, it doesn't yeah. really affect me but you guys who were born here into freedom this this must be just terrible like you you guys australians who were born here they they would never have experienced something like this no that's right and and that would drive people nuts oh it's driving plenty of people nuts yeah um the the, the hard part is you know um is it's i mean I, I understand why um, we need to handle it the way we do. I don't understand the people who just want to buck the system and go against it because they can. And they don't want people telling them what to do and you can't tell me that. It just, I, it just does my head in. I just don't get it because it's just not helping anybody, especially them. Um, and, you know, I, 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 
don't want to get into a, a whole philosophical debate about the whole thing because yeah. uh, that's not what we're about here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, um, look, I, I hope eventually things get better sooner than later. Uh, here in Queensland, we're doing pretty good. Yes. I'm hoping that it stays that way. Victoria, not so good. Um, New South Wales, looking a bit dicey there. Um, but you know, I mean, what do you do? It's, it's the, the, the hard, the, the, the tragedy of the whole thing, are, are the people that are dying needlessly. Um, you know, I mean, a, a lot of people liken it to a, a bad case of the flu. Well, that might be the case. May, maybe, I don't know. I'm not a medical expert. Mm. And unfortunately, majority of those people that are running around citing facts that it's no worse than the flu blah 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 are also not medical experts so you know yeah. i pay no pay no heed to them but the tragedy is is that you know the people that that are dying from it the families that have been left devastated from it who have lost loved ones and stuff um you know it's like we've all got to do our part we, that's just the way i see it everybody's yeah. got to got to contribute everyone's got to take one on the, on the chin for the team um to help us Get to the other side. Yeah. So, anyway, enough of that. Let's let's uh, forget the whole COVID thing and uh, talk about something else. Well, one of the biggest things you and I have in common, Chubby, is tribute shows. Yeah, we love tribute we love shows. Them. Love them. <laughs> we play in tribute shows. Um, tell us about Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, so basically, um, I played in a um, another Queen tribute show, and um, um, we had artistic differences with a member of the band. So um, I departed from there, and um, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I uh, actually put my own Queen show together and we had um we actually had one gig <laughs> which was very successful um uh, but unfortunately kind of got bullied out of the market and um so i was just sitting at home one day and i think i've i've done a couple of gigs with uh mike v um the Tom oh, yeah, show yep and um and i thought okay so here is mike and he lives in New South Wales and he comes up here to Queensland and he's got a band here. And then he goes to Victoria, he's got a band there. And then I went, I want to play Queen. And there's this great Freddie impersonator in Perth who plays in Sydney and sometimes he comes to Queensland. I'm just going to give him a call and offer him that. So I found his number and um, had a chat to him and I said, look, I'll put a band around you here in Queensland. In fact, we can go to New South Wales with you. And he said, yeah, that'll be great. And then we had like, I don't know, like six months worth of chit-chats. And um, I got, um, I think by that time, uh, Anthony was out of um, Killer Queen as well and, and Ben. And so I, I, when Tom played here in Queensland, we, I said to him, hey, let's go and see the show, what it's like, and introduce ourselves. So we went up there, introduced ourselves. Tom liked us as, as people. 
and um, we started chatting a little bit more and Tom asked Anthony to play with him in New South Wales and then he asked Ben to play with him I think here in Queensland and here I am sitting in my room going guys I, I put this together and, and I haven't played with him yet <laughs> <laughs> and um, but anyway my time came and um, basically we just did the um, the whole thing in in New South Wales I think 2015 we started and ever since then um, we had a bass player that got replaced and we've got uh, Maz who yep. is who is from New South Wales and he looks like Deaky and dances like him got the guitars and everything so it's, it's brilliant so we've got the whole look happening now and um, we've got an amazing singer you know uh, pitch perfect um, plays the guitar um, plays the piano um, and it's just really it's like seeing Queen you know when you uh, when the audience is, is just sitting there and they go okay this is cool um, so yeah that's that's what I've been doing um, since 2015 and um, um, that's the band really so Excellent. it's pretty much pretty much Anthony and Ben and myself we've been playing over a decade we've been playing together now yep Cool. And, and you, Bohemian Rhapsody, you're doing mostly, mostly theatres, are you? Um, or big, yes, really big clubs? Uh, big clubs. And uh, last year was, yeah, a lot of, lot of theatres. And, right. um, well, look, for next year, what I've been sort of told, because they're still working on it, 75% um, of the year is already booked out. And um, most of them will be, most of the gigs will be, you know, theatres and, uh, and, and also we'll be going to other states as well now. So we'll be going to South Australia and, and Victoria and, yeah, so we, we're taking it all around Australia this time, not just New South Wales and, and Queensland. Excellent. Oh, that'll be good fun. It's a lot of good, lot of good theatres all around Australia. I've had the, the uh, pleasure of performing in a number of them and also doing audio sound in quite quite a few uh, theatres around the country and uh, there's some great, great theatres out there and the, and the audiences love that come along, that they just love the music and they, they really, you know, they come along to be entertained and it's it's a whole different um, atmosphere than playing in a club, that's for sure, isn't it? It is um, and, and they both have their um, advantages and disadvantages, you know, like when we play in a club, we 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 get the audience come up close to us and that's that's pretty cool um yeah. but w when you're in a, in a theater then you've got the beautiful big stages you get your drum risers and you get all these lights and and effects and when you look out and and you see you know all, all those seats filled up and and they you know they're just going up forever and full of people and balconies and and things like it, 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 that's Again, another big high. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the funniest things um, to get used to when you come from a club scene playing in tribute shows, and then you go into a theatre. One of the one of the hardest parts to get used to is when you come out and you start the show, and the lights come on and you're playing, and there's just all these people just sitting there, just staring at you, <laughs> no movement whatsoever. They're just sitting and looking. And for me, uh, when I uh, toured in the Eagle show that I was in, that, that was the hard part to sort of come to, to terms with is, um, I mean, 
the best part is generally as soon as you start, the whole audience will clap. Yeah. Um, as soon as you come on stage, that's nice. But then you know, literally for a first few songs, you just know they're just they're just watching, taking it all in. Yeah. And and, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, are they sizing us up? Do they like us? Do they not like us? Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. So, exactly. Like, <laughs> um, so some audiences just sit there and they you know, they clap at the end of the song and they just sit there and you're not sure whether they're really liking it or not. But generally, you'll find out afterwards that they absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, when and, they're queuing uh, up after the show just to sort of have a chat to you and to yeah. tell you that oh you you were you know like I, I love it because that's that's when you really find out that um, that, that they enjoy right. the show when they when they, and they tell you specifics you know. I yeah. love that when you did this and this and, and you're like, oh, wow, that person was actually looking at me and, <laughs> you know, enjoying what I've done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's good. And and generally, um, you know, by, by the end of the night, you'll have them dancing in the aisles. Yeah. Um, and we, we've had them dancing in the front of the, in the, front of the uh, stage as well, which kind of gets a few people annoyed who yeah. can't see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was funny. Um, we played in one of the theaters, and seriously, this this guy was just that angry with the the woman in front of her that I thought he's going to hit her. Like he just lost it. He just, you need to sit down now, you know. And meanwhile, we're playing, and I'm just watching that happening down there, and I'm just pissing myself laughing. <laughs> is that is that even true? <laughs> You, you kind of think, you know, for, for some of these uh, heavier, basically rock concerts that they put in theatres, they should lower the orchestra pit and just have a mosh pit down there for people who want to jump up and down and dance and they're not in anyone's way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just shove them down there. They'll be fine. They'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, because there is, I mean, and especially, you know, like with um, with Queen's music, there is, there is just so many different, you know, different songs. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, all the, all the, all the pop or... Uh, or, or a bit more rocky and all that. It, it, it just, yeah, there's just songs for everybody there. And, um, yeah, they just want to get up and be yep. a part of it. So yeah. much so that some even come up on stage. Now, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, it happens. Uh, but, yeah, certainly I'm definitely missing being out there and uh, you know, touring the theatre scene and, it's 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 a nice part of the industry to be in, yeah. Um, and and I enjoy it a lot, and can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's just you know the um the the, the whole thing when you uh, it's like almost like a religious experience, you know. You get up Friday morning and you go to the airport, you know, um, land in whatever city you're playing in, uh, pick up pick up a car, go to the accommodation. Um, you know, and, and go and start setting up. And then you're chit-chatting, having a few beers, having a few laughs, you know, telling your bandmates what happened last week. And it, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's a good yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And uh, you've done, done a few miles around the country and had, had a great time, met some uh, fabulous people all over the country. Yeah. Uh, Look, I've, I've seen the, the, the show that you played in. The Eagles show and 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 I really, really I enjoyed the show but you know I I didn't really know the rest of the band you know I, I yep. knew you and so so I watched your performance and um, yeah you just 
um, you could see how much you love it. And, and the thing is that people see that and Absolutely. They, they pick up yeah. on it. And, and that's what will make you to be a good tribute act that, um, that you effortless, you, you joke around or, or you smile while you're playing, you know, and, and things like that. And, um, and people will love it. And that's, yeah. that's what I saw when, when you played. So. Yeah, well, you've you've got to you've got to love what you do, uh, and especially in that role, um, when you're up there and you're portraying somebody famous, uh, and you're trying to give a good performance to the audience. There's there's nothing worse than a musician who you're watching and you go, he does not want to be here. Mm. You know, he's he's up there playing, but he's thinking about you know what he's having for dinner tomorrow. What like he's just not there. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It it really does reflect in your performance, and I believe the audience does pick up on it, and it can affect how can affect their experience. Yeah. Um, so you've you've got to love what you do, um, and not just be in it for the sake of uh, you know I'm just in it for the money or whatever. Like if you, if you don't love what you play, don't play it. Yeah. Um, so you know, I recently decided that um, I'm not playing covers anymore um insert applause here (laughs) (laughs) i just look you know i I used to love it you know i used to love playing in cover bands and i did it for many many years and you know again i have been all over a lot of the country doing that and i've played with some great musicians had a good time met a lot of lovely people played in some nice places but I don't enjoy playing the music anymore. And mm. basically, because it, it just comes down to, to, for me, it's just rehashing the same old stuff that, you know, 3,000 other bands are all playing in different venues on the same night mm. in somewhere different. And I just got to the point where it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. And, if you know, if it's not enjoyable, stop, get out. Because if you're not enjoying it, how can you possibly play it well enough for somebody to enjoy watching you play it. Yeah. Um, so I just decided, you know what, I just, I've, I've done my time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I've, I'm, I'm over it. Uh, move on. Uh, I still enjoy tribute show work, um, but I'm really enjoying um, getting in touch with my originals again and, and, you know, writing my own music that's, that's distinctly and uniquely mine and me alone mm. Um, I just felt like it was it was a good time to put a lot of effort into that. So, um, so with your with your um, originals, yeah, are you going to put a show together and 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 get out there and 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 showcase it in some places? Well, I don't know. I haven't thought about that all that far ahead. Uh, I think you should because ultimately that's the that's you know that's the the, the the end, you know. Um. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. It's it's uh, it's a much harder task than just throwing a cover band together. Because um, first of all, you've got to find all the right musicians who are quite happy to learn songs they've never ever heard of before. And you know, because my writing style, uh, I write such a wide variety of music. You know, I've mm-hmm. written from rock to country, 
ballads and and it's like such a variety there's no I, I don't have any one style so i can't really say look i want a rock guitarist or i want to uh, you know uh whatever i was like there's i don't fit into a shoebox of a genre yeah i just i just write songs and how they come out that's how they come out okay <laughs> but i mean and and i do apologize to the people who listen to this but and for taking it back to queen again but um what did they do you know what i mean like they they, they did exactly the same what, what you're saying that how you're writing your songs so yep. uh um you know there was everything there was pop punk funk um opera there was everything in there and um so if if, if you're doing all that that's actually yeah. very interesting i i, I understand where you're coming from and i mean my 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 influences are the beatles and they were the greatest at it they covered many genres and they didn't care at all about a genre when they put their stuff together and which is you know really um easily to hear when you listen through, across the eight years of their albums of the variety of songs that was just here's a song and it doesn't sound anything like the last song <laughs> but it's the beatles and that's just what they did and i guess that's where i've learnt my approach from is i just i just have an idea and i just do it and it ends up sounding the way it does it's it's kind of like they're your children and yeah. no no two are alike they all have their individual personalities and they all say their individual things um so i mean look i'm, I'm not saying I, I'm, i've always said never say never so mm. i'm not saying i won't do it right right now i'm just in this mode of of creating and i'm really enjoying the creative side of it and i I can't do anything at the moment anyway because you can't go anywhere and play anywhere yeah that's so so right now is a really good time to be focusing on the creative side um and and just write and and complete some of these songs that i've written a long time ago and some new stuff that pops in um so that's what i'm focused on right now and and i'm I'm really pleased with the repertoire that I'm creating. And uh, so I listen now to everything I've just done this year from January till now. Mm -hmm. And, and it's such a wide variety, but it really pleases me. I like, I feel very proud of what I'm accomplishing and whether, and because, because I got to this once upon a time, I set out, as a songwriter with the view of, you know, you've got to write songs that are hits. You've got to write songs yeah. that, that people will want to listen to. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, um, you've got to focus on what will sell and blah, blah, blah. And that makes for a very poor songwriter mm. in my opinion, because that's not the way to be a songwriter. If you're passionate about what you do and you're passionate about what you're writing and the music you're creating, you're doing it for you yeah. first and foremost. And there's always going to be people out there who hate what you do. Simple oh, yeah. as that. That's oh, yeah. all there is to it. But at the same time, there's always going to be someone out there who goes, wow, I really like that. Like it or relate to it as well. Exactly. As well exactly. Because, it, look, either way we look at it, whatever we say is um, we are pretty much all – we, we do go through – a lot of the same emotions as as uh, as humans, you know, me, you, my next door neighbor, and um, and there there will always be someone who went through the experiences that you went through, and they go, damn right, that that yeah. dog 
got stolen and my girl stole my truck and yeah. <laughs> my dog left me and up and died. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying though. It's like um, when you write, so, so I've got songs that I've written about personal experience and I've got songs that I've written because I heard a phrase and went, that's a great thing for a song. I'm going to write a song about that. So it's not really about anything yeah. other than I just like that phrase. I released one uh, a week or two ago called Rearview Mirror. And absolutely, it's not about anybody or anything. It's just about a comment that a drummer at the time, we were leaving a gig somewhere out West Queensland and the drummer said, geez, that town really looks good in the rearview mirror. Wow. <laughs> and I just, I just went, that's a really cool idea for a song. And I yeah. kept hold of it and I wrote a song called Rearview Mirror. But it, it, there's, it's not about anything or anybody. Yeah. And then I've, I've written personal songs. So the, the song, first song I released on my birthday this year in January, um, The Flame. Um, that, that's a song about how I was feeling about the music industry and, and how, you know, I feel it's sort of been to me right then and there as I was sort of, you know, feeling down and out and burnt and, you know, just burnt out. And that's just how I felt right then and there. And I can guarantee that other people have felt the exact same thing and they, they listen to that and they'll go, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's good times and there's bad times. And so I, I think uh, when you write from personal experience, you're not the only person in the world that's had those personal experiences yep. or even though they're personal to you, somebody else will be listening one day and they'll go, I know I feel exactly that same thing. And, and when people can, can uh, connect to a song on a personal level, that's when that song has done something yep. far more powerful than you could have ever imagined when you wrote it. Exactly. Exactly. That's when, that's when the power kicks in. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and, but yeah, so I think this year was the sort of the first time where I've stopped and thought to myself, you know what, I'm not getting any younger. I've got to stop focusing on trying to write the, you know, the perfect hook in the song, the perfect chorus, the perfect this, the perfect that of, of what I think other people would appeal to other people. And I just sort of threw that out the window and went, you know what, I'm doing this for me. And when I finish a song, I want to be able to listen to it and go, I'm proud of that for me. Um, and the song that I'm about to release in the next few days, which is called Life Goes On, mm-hmm. is is written, was written for somebody um, very special who passed away. And I wrote it, it's, it's almost 10 years now, um, and, and I wrote it and actually recorded a version of it 10 years ago. Never released it, but just recorded it. And... Um, was never overly happy with the product. It was kind of, but I, I liked the song. I liked the, the concept was good. The the meaning was there, mm. um, the heartfelt meaning that I wanted. And anyway, just last week, I pulled it back out and I went, you know what? I need to re-record that whole thing mm-hmm. from scratch because it's just, I just don't like it. So I I did. I set about re-recording the whole thing. I was I think I was up to 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then um, I found this little melody just tinkering on the keyboards um, and I just went, that's it. That's that's the actual hook of the song. Hmm. Just that, that little melody, yeah. it gives the song its unique um, identification, its uniqueness, just that one little thing. And, and 
So um, just today I was driving somewhere and I, and I have a tendency to, when I've finished, a, when I feel I've finished a song and it's mastered and, I, and ready to be released, I will listen to it over and over again yep. many times, yep. generally in the, in the car when I'm driving somewhere. And, and I'm just listening to it and, 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 I, and I go over, I don't know how many times I've listened to it today, yeah. but I'm just listening for that something I don't like. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm just, listen, just listening because, because you guarantee it'll jump out and, yeah. you'll be, and you know, the minute you've released it, it's gone. It's it. It's done. It's over. You've got to walk away from it. So I, I listen to it as often as I can and just waiting for that something something to pop out to me and go, oh, maybe I could just fix that. Yeah, that's that's not annoying me. <laughs> and this particular one, I've just listened to it that many times today and I get to the end of it every time I just go, I'm I'm really proud of that. And I can't think, I can't see anything else I can do to that that would add to it at all. Um, so, yeah, really, re- so really happy you, with that where one. Where do you release your songs? Um, I use a website called DistroKid. Um, and I used to release them on CD Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, on CD Baby, you've got to pay for every single release. Uh, um, I mean, the pros and cons to both CD Baby, you pay for the release and it's there once. You pay once, it's done. That's mm-hmm. it. It's, it's out there forever. On DistroKid, you pay a yearly subscription type of fee. Yep. Uh, starts at $20 a year uh, for the lowest tier uh, thing. But for 20 bucks a year, you can release as much as you want. Okay. You can release one every day if you want, and you'll still only pay that 20 bucks a year. But if you stop paying, they'll all disappear. Oh, they'll just So they won't be available anymore. Uh, they also have um, a deal where you can release and and pay a little bit extra and it's, it's a one-time thing and you'll never have to pay for that again and it'll always stay there. Um, and I'm on a, I think I'm on the second tier, which is $36 a year or something. It, it just lets you do a few extra things, um, put your own record label in instead of using DistroKid. Yep. Um, it lets you sync your lyrics to Instagram. So when people um, use the song on Instagram, your lyrics will come up synced. Oh, cool. Uh, and there's a lot of other features there as well, which are all little add-ons and that sort of stuff. But for 36 bucks a year, I can release as much as I want. And as I said, I'm up to 10, yep. 10, 10 songs this year. Thousand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> but uh, like, you know, and I still love $36 and I can just keep churning them out as much as I want. And um, and I, I guess th- this will be a topic for a- another episode um, mm-hmm. where I actually want to discuss home recording and stuff because, you know, you and I have a lot of insight in that. Yep. Um, but I, I've also dropped the whole idea of um, the, the one thing I, that re- prevents a lot of people releasing their material is that they are looking for perfect Mm-hmm. They are, you know, the, the song's never finished because it's just not, it's not right yet. It's just not right. I've just got to tweak this. I've got to tweak that. Yeah. Oh, now I've got to do this. Now I've got to, oh, now I need something else. And th- that that can perpetuate and can totally just, it, it literally paralyzes some musicians to the point where they just never release anything because they're never, ever happy that the product's never finished. Yeah. Um, and I've just, I got to that point because I have a lot of stuff that I've re- recorded and it's just, I've never done anything with it. 
because I was just not, not happy with it. Yeah. Whatever. Push it aside. You start something else and, and on it goes. And I've just come to that point now that it's like, you know what? doesn't have to be perfect. No. There, there is no perfect. This is, we, we are artists as musicians and, and we are creating a unique – nobody else has created this. This is mine. Yep. It's like a painting. Exactly. So, so when I say it's finished, it's finished. Finished, yeah. So, so, you know, and, you know, people can listen to some of my recordings that are out there on Spotify, iTunes, whatever they listen to on. And, and, and I'll listen to some of them and I'll go, I can, I can, I can hear a mistake there. Yeah. Or, or, or look, I've, I've, I didn't hit that note, damn it. You know, or, or that's a bit too loud. And I've just gone, you know what? I'm a human. Yeah. This is, this is not a machine that created this. I'm a human being. Human beings make mistakes. It's not perfect. But the fact that it's not perfect means that it's me. Yeah. And, and I, I don't prof, um, profess to be perfect to anybody. I am far from it. And I just decided, you know what? My, that's my music, uh, flaws and all. That's it. You know? Um, I, I'm getting more discerning. Like I, I, try, um, I try now to at least listen to it with, with the ears uh, to, to find anything that are mistakes or whatnot and fix it up. But, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not out, I'm not looking for that perfect everything, Yeah. you know, the, the, the auto tune this, the, this, you know, whatever. It's like, if, if, if I can listen to it and I'm quite happy to listen to it and it makes me feel good, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, I've got, because the longer I spend on that, the less time I've got for the next new thing the next new song, the next bit of something that I'm going to write and create. Yeah. And it's like you've got to set yourself goals and timelines because otherwise you never sort of finish or create anything. Mm. It's the same as this podcast, you know. It's like if 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 we keep going, oh, yeah, well, tomorrow, next week, uh, oh, we'll see how we go. We almost and, got yeah. to that. I was scared of this. <laughs> you just popped my cherry on the, on the podcast thing. <laughs> Well, yeah, but what what I like about it is it it's just like we're having a conversation and we're talking about topics that just like music, when we write music, there's going to be people out there who hate it and there's going to be people out there who love it. Some yeah. people, some people, people will go, look, I, I love to listen to what you talk about and, and you know, it's because um, I do a lot of the same stuff or, you know, I relate to a lot of the same things. It's good to have something to listen to on the train on the way to work blah 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 and then there'll be others out there who will be like oh you're just talking rubbish you don't know what you're talking about or you know it's just a lot of banter or, and or I wish, listen to that crap or i wish that you guys made this into a video and put a friggin um subtitle up for that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know i mean it it's it's a bit of fun and uh you know i like like i say dude yeah, my objective when I started this is just to talk about the music business. It's it's been a part of my life for over thirty years. Um, it's been the mainstay of my income for a good part of that thirty years. Yeah. Um, it's what I'm passionate about. I enjoy it, and I know there's plenty of other people out there who are just as passionate, who enjoy it just as much. And that's why I I want to get other people involved. I want people to email us in saying, you know, hey. You know, we enjoyed what you're talking about there. This happened to me, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, oh, look, I've 
you know, I, I want to get into some home recording. What, what do you guys do? And, and what yeah. do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Give us some stuff to talk about and we'll happily talk about it. Yeah, not, not a problem. Um, as I say, um, b- between us, you know, we, uh, we're both been professional musicians for a very long time. Uh, we've both done, uh, had a lot to do with home recording, um, you know, small studio recording, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, myself, I'm an audio engineer, um, who, you know, travels around and, uh, works, um, as a freelance engineer for a couple of different companies doing corporate, uh, stuff and and band work and that sort of stuff so you know a lot a lot of stuff to talk about and then there's other things that you could talk about too it's like um marketing for your music and your, your yeah. website and your social media and all that sort of stuff happy to talk about that too because it's all part of it and you know it's happy for to give people hints and tips and stuff um you know even in recording again it's something i want to touch on in a, in a later podcast about home recording and stuff, you know, I had somebody email me on a forum that I'm part of and, and asked me about plugins and mics and, and blah, blah, blah. And I talked him out of spending a lot of money. Um, you know, so. Well, I'm glad, happy. I'm glad that he sent you the email because I would have talked <laughs> him into buying more. <laughs> you probably would have, but, uh, I, I've come to the point of, uh, you know, that there's, there can be overkill. Um. Anyway, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that, home, yeah. home studio stuff in, in another podcast. Um, and and different views and different approaches to how you what you set up and you know how much you need to spend and how much you don't need to spend uh, to create the desired product. Yeah. I guess, and and different ways to market your product, different different ways of uh, distributing. Like we were just talking about them with DistroKid. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, we we uh, they're not our sponsors or anything. We're not affiliated with them, but I use them and enjoy the service. Well, that's the thing. You're happy with it, so you you you're happy to um, tell people to okay, it's you might want to try this because you see that's that's something that I never had experience with actually releasing my songs. And and right. and, and you know when you were talking about people who just you know shelf songs. I'm, yes. I'm I'm one of those like songs. So, yeah, songs would end up in the uh, well. I, I used to call it the, the you know put it in the drawer. You know back back in the day when when there were cassettes, I had heaps of cassettes with because uh, I did a lot of recording on uh, on my uh, what did I have? I think a, a Yamaha four track cassette recorder. Yeah, and um and then Atari 1040 STE um, with Notator, uh, the sequencing program, and um, yeah. So a lot of stuff just ended up in in the in the drawer, and yeah, um, does that didn't know how to how to release and and um, yeah. So well, no, it, I'm not it, writing as many, but uh, and not recording as. You see, my biggest problem is with this is that that I am and and I'm not putting all, any of the drummers down, but I am really just a drummer. Um, I. Do have a voice, so I, I I sing, and I've got I've got melodies, so it, all that is there, but I'm not a guitar player to to play to the standard that it should be, to be recorded. Right. Yep. Keyboards fine because you just MIDI it up, slow the speed down, whatever you can cheat with that, but with a guitar, you can't. 
just just as a point of interest, I don't cheat with keyboards. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, to, to me, learning just you know, slowing it down and all that sort of stuff, it's like uh, it's just easier if I just play it and get it right. Mm. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the, the worst I do is I go, okay, let's cut it there because I made a mistake. I'll go back a little bit and I'll start from there. Yeah. So I, I might not play it all in one go. Yeah. But I generally like to play it. Um, and, and sometimes, well, so I'm lucky enough with this Yamaha keyboard that I'm using here, I have it so I've got stereo um, lines in and and it's also midi as well. So I can record it all mm-hmm. and then I can I can do a lot of stuff with that. So um, I can decide, I, you know, I just want, if it's just a, like a little um, single note melody sort of thing, I'll generally midi that because then I can just go through and then I can um, I can duplicate the track, um, change the octave of the other one and do stuff like that. And, and quantize is great. Yeah. Um, being, able to, being able to get it all perfectly timed because, you know, I've found with my freestyle playing, I generally, I, I generally tend to play in front of the beat. Okay. And I don't know why. It's like I'm anticipating the beat and, and I just tend to be a touch in front of it. But uh, again, when you when you're recording in in a door, all those sort of things are easily fixed. You know, you can just move move the notes. It's that's it's right. quite easy quite easy to fix that. So, um, but yeah, I think we've probably talked far long enough for one for one episode. I think this is episode number five. If, um, if I uh, number five. remember correctly, number five is alive. And uh, so I think we might call it quits and uh, get this one all. I'll get it all wrapped up and sent off to the podcast shop to sure. go out there to the big wide world. And hopefully we can get some feedback from some listeners who are probably amazed that we're back uh, from anywhere in the world. Look, we, we'll talk to anybody anywhere in the world. Um, you might want to mention the email address again. I will mention the email address. The email address is working music at jerichoproductions.com.au. Um, I have noticed in our statistics that we've got people from a lot of the the world have, have listened to the podcast. So I'm hoping to build that audience and uh, hoping to get to know some of them out there. Fantastic. Real yeah. soon. All right, Chubby, thank you very much for joining me and I assume you'll be joining me on the next one. Thanks for the invite and I would love to do that. I really really enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, my goal is to try and get back to doing one a week if we can. So we'll see how we go. Yep. And uh, and I'll be even more prepared for the next one. I'll have some topics written down. That would be handy, wouldn't it? Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time, you've been listening to Working Music. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.